DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. What's up, Billy Weatherall? How are you? I'm doing awesome. Good to be here. Yeah, man. So we've only known each other not even a year now, but you have a lot of things going on. You have an amazing story and a journey. So I wanted to get you in and talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you have CrossFit Gym, mm-hmm. among other businesses that have grown off of that. Right. And um, doing a lot for the community. Let's scale back all the way to way before this started and kind of go from there. You want to? Yeah, absolutely. Right, cool. All right. I'll start. Um, golly, I guess I'll start in high school. Okay, cool. So I'm 40. I graduated airline high school in the year 2000. And um, my parents, my, I was adopted by my grandparents, uh, very Bible-believing. Belie- I came from a Bible-believing home, being raised by my grandparents. They were old school, save your money. Never checked my report card. They just wanted me to work, and they wanted me um, to just um, and to go to church. That's it. That's right. all that they required of me. So, um, grew up in that environment, uh, being in church all the time, but never really had a relationship with the Lord. It was just something I did to appease my grandparents. Uh, but what I did know in high school is, and ever since I was a little boy, I wanted to serve. My dad was in the Marines, which I never knew until I turned 21. But I would see pictures of him when I was younger. Both my grandparents, um, grandpa served, like all my aunts, my uncles. So serving was a big deal. Um, barely graduated high school. I worked super hard in high school. I was working Pizza Hut, making money. I was probably making more money than my teachers, <laughs> selling drugs on the side with pizza. I mean, okay. I had a good little thing going. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, that was it. So barely graduated high school. Um, I went to the recruiter's office. Uh, wanted to be on the front lines. I said, whatever you've got. I said, that's what I want to do. And I joined June of 2000. Um, I joined the infantry with the Army. And um, that's where it all started. Okay. Now, a few questions on this. So you said you were, um, you live with your grandparents. What happened with your parents? So uh, my mom, um, me and I love my mom, but she was just wild growing okay. up. Okay. Um, she had been married to my dad, her and my dad, um, just weren't married long. Um, he was in the Marine Corps, kind of ran off and did some stuff. I mean, my mom messed up. So uh, they got a divorce, and it was me and my, my sister at that time, and uh, my mom couldn't support us, so they adopted us. Gotcha. And, um, yeah, that, that was it. So okay. I really lived a lot with my grandparents growing I up. I got you. Yeah, I, I had a single mom growing up, too, and I, I mean, a lot of the times when she was working, we, we had to be – at the grandparents because she, you know, we were broke. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, and you said drugs. So what were you selling? Uh, pot. Pot. Okay, yeah. Cool. Dime bag. I mean, just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, pills. I would do whatever. So, yeah. um, you know, you never get pulled over. You got a pizza thing on there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so people will be like, "Hey, Bill, look, I need some weed." That's a good cover. Drop. Yeah, drop off a pepperoni pizza. So <laughs> um, that's what I was doing. Man, that's crazy. That is that is crazy. I mean, well, you already had the worth ethic. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, just, it was there, absolutely. It was just down a different path. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when you got to, um, so you got into the military, what happened? What starts happening there? Uh, go to basic training, man. It is everything that I wanted to do. You know, okay. when I was um, back, back in high school, I was very well liked. I've always been a kind of person that just, man, I'm going to talk to anybody. I don't care what color you are, I don't care how much money you have. Like, I've always wanted to see value in other people. I've always just kind of felt like I've been a leader, and I want to include other people. I want to make sure people are are comfortable. Um, so, you know, I was very well liked um, in high school. I get in the military, um, 
and the same thing you know I, I meet a lot of friends and I go through basic training and you know the thing about me is if I make up my mind to do something I've always committed to it yeah. um, you know it's just whatever I said I want to do so I was committed um, to basic I was committed to um, going to the schools all kinds of stuff so I get out of basic training I go to airborne school and um, this is all before September 11th and then I get picked to go to this javelin school um, I'm running some kids through the military right now and I'm just telling them volunteer for all these little special schools so well what is so for the people who don't know what that is what is that so javelin so it was a new uh, missile this is back in 2000 so technology is probably enhanced a hundred times since then but it was a missile that could do direct attack or top attack um, to tanks so um, it was a tank killer okay. but a really important part of this um, machine was a command launch unit that was thermal imagery all right so it was a big heavy piece of equipment but it was a two-piece you know I could use this clue a command launch unit and see thermals without ever finding so it was like a very good the top uh, technology and thermals gotcha. in those days okay. so okay. Um, I get to my unit 10th Mountain Division and man I get there I get hazed I mean it's old school <laughs> dude I mean they are just rough and tough on me uh, man it just um, man I worked hard I kept my mouth shut and I learned something in the military if you are in really good shape they won't mess with you okay. you know and I've always um, you know and even before joining the military I've always been in shape but I mean the military just amplified it times a hundred um, so I get to my unit September 11th happens and that's just man when everything turns around yeah. so that's a, it's a real big part you got any questions from that point or no no okay. let's keep going let's keep All going right. So um, after September 11th, we, um, I was 20 years old, had been in the military, golly, maybe for, you know, a year and a half, two years. Um, Where'd you I'm do basic sure. it? We did it at Fort Bend in Georgia. Okay, got you. All right. Gotcha. Um, so we get um, orders, we're going to Uzbekistan, okay. all right? I don't know where Uzbekistan is. <laughs> uh, man, we're told we're leaving in three days, pack everything, we're ready to roll. All right, we're, we're going to war. All right, whoever bombed the trade centers, that's the people you're going after. And I kid you not, I'm 20 years old. They said, boys, we're going to Afghanistan, and we're going to capture this guy. And it was a picture of bin Laden. Okay. I had no clue where any of this is. I had no clue who bin Laden was, but, um, man, we were going to be um, the top. I mean, this the first boots on the ground. We're trying to knock this thing out. So. Um, if you read anything about the military, their very first operation we did in Afghanistan was called Operation Anaconda. And um, the, the mission was we were going to be like a snake, like us and Special Forces, Navy SEALs, a small group. We'd get dropped off by a helicopter and, um, you know, surround the enemy forces and just squeeze them, you okay. know, kill them. But there have been a lot of pamphlets. We got a lot of intel that there really was not that much um, enemy there. I mean, it was just going to be a, a couple of day mission. So I'll never forget it. We got on a Chinook, and uh, my unit's flying out to the Shaikot Valley for Operation Anaconda. Uh, they flew us in, and man, the, the door gunner, I don't know if we took contact or if he was just um, shooting. I think he was shooting at something, but man, we're flying. I'm going into combat. I'm 20 years old, and that door gunner just starts shooting. Doo, 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 and I'm just like, oh my gosh, man, just the adrenaline yeah. is, is pumping, man. Um, Man, this is it. This is what I signed up for. This is like the Super Bowl, okay? So um, we get dropped off, and man, it is crazy. Like the enemy, um, 
found out about the, the battle plan, they dug in. They they let us drop in, but man, once the uh, Chinooks were gone because we traveled in on Chinooks and Blackhawks, um, man, they set up an outer wall outside of us so we couldn't get you know in or out. Um, the only thing that we had is to get resupplied on weapons was uh, you know drops from B fifty two. So they trapped us. So. Uh, man, this this mission gets real, real interesting yeah. real quick, okay? So we're out, we're hunting. We were um, hunters, and um, there was no rules of engagement when we went here. There, there was none. If you didn't wear an American flag and it was there, I mean, you shoot it. Yeah. So um, during this time, um, I feel so needed because I have the clue with me. Nobody can operate these night thermals except for ah, me. Okay, All right? yeah, okay. Mm. Which makes a good point for you bringing up earlier. So this is what you need to be interested yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So they're like, Bill, man, look, can you t tell us who's out here? So I'm looking through a mountain range just all day long, you know, and at night I can see it real good at night. So I'm just being like, okay, we got two here. And I'm a machine gunner. Mm -hmm. I'm a um, 240 Bravo machine gunner. And man they're moving me up front they're like bill here we go so it was really neat to get to use that uh close air support was a lot so i remember one day um you know we, we moved during the day we take high ground at night and just um looking at everybody we had killed and it was um i'll just never forget it it was not guys that you see on tv it was like kids you know right. it was like 14 15 yeah. year old kids and i'll never forget that you know and um man i seen so much death now at 20 years old it's 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 insane and i'm responsible for so much death so um here's a turning point this is a really big um turning point in my life and and i'll never forget this but uh one night we're on guard and it's super super cold and it's just i'm tired i'm hungry um man just i'm miserable so I get woke up for night guard. We stay up so hot up in the mountains, it's freezing. Yeah. Since it's only be a couple of days, we didn't bring enough cold weather. And I wipe my 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 watch, the frost off my watch. I just turned 21 years old, and I was just crying. And I just had a mental breakdown. I was just like, man, like if there is hell on earth, this is this is it. Um, all my buddies went to college. You know, they're getting to eat Taco Bell. They're staying in warm beds. They're drinking. They're having fun. They're sleeping around like. And man, here I am. Yeah. You know, so um, before that, and um, a, a part of that night that led to that was the night before, I had uh, seen some movement in like a little ground building. And I call it in at, at night and I said, um, look, we got movement down here 400 meters from my position. They're like, Bill, just watch it tonight. If anybody comes out, you know, shoot it. Um, but we don't want to give away our position. We'll attack it in the morning. I was like 10 4. So I had eyes on it. You know, all night long, right? Um, and just watching it. So the thing with the clue is, you can tell thermal, but you just can't tell anything else. You can just see a body signature. Mm -hmm. You can't tell, really tell um, much from that. You know, so this this building was just a hotbed um, of of just thermal. You know, heat. It was just right. cool. Uh, so the next morning we get up. Or I've been up. You know, the other guys get up, and I'm like, okay, here we go. So I fired it up. So. Shut the whole building to pieces, and um, I've got a radio. So you send down a security team, and mm -hmm. they go and gather intel. So 
uh, they go into the building, and I'm watching them on Overlook going down the mountain. And then they come out, and you know, I'm talking to them on the radio. I'm like, hey, you know, what's you know, how many did we kill? Who are they? Um, anybody alive? You know, I'm watching over them, and man, the radio's just silent. Mm. And they come out, and I could just tell that it was um, something was different. You know, I just tell it was different. So they come back up, and one of my best friends at the time. Um, was always one of my best friends. His name was Thor, and he's just like, "Man, Bill, we we wiped out that building." He's like, "It was just full of women. I mean, just oh, women and children." Man. And um, you know, that was something you just kind of hide. You know, you don't. You just just what do you do? I mean, you just move on. So um, that operation ended, and we did a lot of other stuff in Afghanistan. And I mean, I was in Afghanistan for about a year and a half, um, and I come back home. And I was really close to my grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I remember going home and being around my sister. I've been very close to my family. Um, and my sister just like, Bill, did you know, like you just said that for like 20 times at the dinner. Uh, and yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And my You've been grandma, in a whole other life. Life, yeah. yeah. And my, my grandma, um, you know, she was just like, Bill, I could just see a part of you missing. Mm-hmm. She's just like, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. And um nobody really understood you know I mean I'd seen so many bad things at 20 21 years old I just don't know how to cope with it I really don't and it's um, not a, it's a lot of just killing collateral damage just innocent people that we had you know just taken yeah. it was it's war that's yeah. just what war is so um, my mom at that time um, I, I didn't have a really good relationship with my mom growing up uh, because she was on me like she knew she could look at my eyes and tell if I smoke weed she could see my fingers and see if I'd been smoking cigarettes because she was she was down with that game. You yeah, know what I'm right. That's the game she knew. <laughs> yeah. So, man, um, I hated her for that because she'd go out of town. She took a key from me, and I mean that was the spot to party. Um, but overseas, I'll never forget it. Um, when I left, I didn't say anything to my mom. My mom wrote me every day overseas, every day, and you know that was a part too. It was just like me and I, I treated the woman. You know that loves me more than anyone else. I yeah. treated her like crap, and I felt so bad about that. You did know, you have? Do you think so? Did you have a close relationship with her beforehand, or you think that she knew that you may? She knew you may be going through some things, so she was there to support you. Yeah, yeah. I, she always loved me. Yeah, you know, she loved me. Never stopped loving right. me. I backed off on her because gotcha. she was on me. You know, gotcha. what I'm saying yeah, she yeah, saw yeah. the road yeah. I was going but down. She still stayed. Just, she still stayed. Always, yeah. always. She never stopped loving me. So came back and me and my mom really um, just had a really great relationship coming back so um, go back and um, we have another operation up Um, we're going to Africa Djibouti Africa so we deployed there for another year and a half never fired a shot there Um, but I did get to meet a lot of the the SEAL got to work with the SEAL team up there what was that like from going into something so hot full throttle and constantly worrying about getting killed and then constantly having to shoot people, you know, and do all the things yeah. to being in the, deployed into another area. Like mentally, how do you, what's right. the difference so, there? Um, man, um, you go to, so we go to Africa, but I was so engaged, you know, so you, you we went to uh, Camp Lemonier, mm-hmm. all right? So you would have tryouts and be like, hey, whoever tries out on base, you know, you have to do this, this aptitude test, PT test, all this stuff. Well, I tried out and I made it, you know what I'm saying, just to go be security for these guys. So it was so cool because 
they're going out and shooting people. I'm just kind of right. for security, so I'm I feel like I'm in the game. Okay. Um, we go to I got picked to do French Foreign Legion school there. Um, learned a lot. I mean, it was kind of like a it was good because when I go overseas, I never drank. You know, you can't drink when you go overseas. Right. So, but I was constantly learning. I was you know, um, man, getting to learn new tactics and, and really built built up a lot. So. Um, overseas I was a phenomenal soldier in the barracks I was horrible I was drunk all the time yeah. that's the way you know most of these these young guys are so um, come back from Africa and my four years is over all right two deployments um, it had been a good time um, but man I was just um, I was ready to get out you know I was like I'm gonna get these uniforms I'm gonna never wear them again not that I, I didn't I mean it was just a very bad memories right. you know the last four years I had cried so much I had lost so much I had made so many good friends but you know I, I, my plan was just to cut ties mm-hmm. with everything um, so um, I'm getting out um, can't wait I have a plan I'm, I'm just helping my sister buy a house on Northside Drive in Bossier I'm enrolled in Bossier Parish Community College and uh, man everything's set all my equipment's turned in and it is just game time um, so I'm out, and when you get out of the military, you get two weeks to clear. Well, I cleared in like three days, so I went out and just got drunk and hung yeah. out with women, man, because you can do whatever you want the <laughs> yeah. last two weeks. So um, I get a call from um, the, the command desk, and they said, hey, Bill, first sergeant um, wants to see you like now. They said, where are you at? And I'm like, I'm two hours away in Rome, New York. He's mm-hmm. like, you're supposed to be clearing, dude. You're put, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're supposed to be here within 30 minutes. So I'd already broken so many rules, so... I'm dying, so I'm speeding back, and I'm like, dude, what in the heck has happened? Like, did I have underage girls in the the barracks? Did we have a party? Like, did they find drugs in my room? Like, everything's going through because I was just that wild. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so um, we um, our come back, and um, it's the office has got like 19 dudes in it and I walk in and he's just livid he looks at me he's like well whether all thanks for finally showing up and man I'm terrified I'm in parade rest and he sends everybody out he's like man everybody can leave he's like I want to talk to Weatherall and Williams so automatically I'm like this is weird because this is like the golden boy you know right. um, and he said guys uh, man I'm sorry he said I had to retain two guys and he goes I picked y'all he goes um, you know I can depend on y'all he goes um I, you know, he said, and I mean, I have to have you. And I was looking real tough. I was like, Roger, first sergeant, I'll, you know, I'll be mm-hmm. there for everybody. And, you know, I go upstairs and everybody finds out that I'm going and they're just like, Bill, oh, I mean, they were so happy, mm-hmm. you know, um, because I was liked and I mean, I, I knew what I was doing, right. you know, um, I was battle hardened. So um, I get to my room and I just break down, man, I just start crying. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I can mentally handle another because I know this is bad. This is going to Baghdad. Like, it's big time. So um, we get there, and, of course, you know, I'm the lead gunner, and it is just game on. And, I mean, I spent a year and a half in Baghdad riding on top of a a truck with the M240. Saw, I mean, oh, it was just, it was crazy. Totally different, you know. Still no rules of engagement, but you just talk about in Baghdad, you got to be careful. So, yeah. I did that, man, uh, for a year and a half, and at the very end, you know, I was just watching old videos. I really destroyed a lot of videos. It's funny because I threw them away last month, but I was at home, and I was just watching old videos, and my daughter came in, and she's just like, is that you, Dad? Like, I was just 
hardened. I was just mm-hmm. filthy mouth. I was, man, just lost. I was miserable, you know. And um, but the gunfights, my hands never shook. It was, uh, and it just became normal business to me. Right. So um, I get out. Six years, I get out. Finally, um, and. That was it, and I could not wait. I will never forget my last day. I was so happy. Um, so I go home. I go home, and man, I start drinking more than I've ever drank. All right, I'm hooked on drugs. I'm smoking anything. You so know anything? Like yeah. Coke. Yeah. Weed, oh yeah, I love pills. Whatever. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, man, I just um, I'd go to the strip clubs, bring girls home. Um, Man, I was just empty, you know, and I was working at a construction job and I get my butt chewed out about some stuff uh, for not sweeping up a room and, Mm -hmm. you know, to get your butt chewed out after you've done and done all this wonderful thing. My pride, I was just like, dude, like, you don't know who I am and you don't know what I've done. You know, I really didn't say much. So uh, one night I heard my sister um, talking on the phone and she's just like, Mom, I don't know what we're going to do. She's just like, Bill is just um, miserable. Mm-hmm. She's like, he's nobody wants to be around him. He's bitter. He's drinking. Like, she's crying. She's like, I just feel so sorry for him. She's like, he's just, man, he's miserable. You know, she was right. So um, I made up my mind. I was like, okay. I was like, I'm, I'm going to kill myself 100%, like I said. Um, How old are you at this point? What, 26, 27? Yeah, let me see. Probably like 25, 25, 25, 26. Yeah, because I joined at 18. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So, um, I'm just like, man, yeah. So, the next night, you know, I'm drinking and I'm getting drunk before I do it and waited. had everything planned out. I had a pistol. You know, one of the first things I got when I got home was a pistol. So, um, I'll never forget it, but I had a camouflage Bible that a chaplain gave me right in Operation Anaconda. And um, he walked around before we went in, and he just said, hey, guys, does anybody want a Bible? And um, I remember, man, what if all this stuff my grandma told me about Jesus? What if all this stuff is true? Yeah. I was like, I better take a Bible. So I took the Bible. I never opened it up, but I took it on every deployment with me. Never opened it up, and I thought to myself, man, if God is real, and if I have the Bible on me, Man, maybe he'll let me into heaven, you know. So that was my way of thinking. So um, at this point in my life, you know, I'm getting ready to take my life. That Bible had turned into coaster, you know, mm-hmm. had, just to, to keep my beers on. And when I tell you, like I've experienced um, just so many horrible things in the military, like people burned alive, people mm-hmm. just, you know, blown to pieces in front of you, you know, children. It's just you, you. You just never, you don't know how to handle it. You just don't know how to handle it. You self-medicate. Like, it just, it's always there. It's always, it's very hard to explain. You yeah. know, it's very consuming. And um, the only way that I knew how to cope with it was through drugs and alcohol. So I'm putting that beer down on the Bible. I picked up the pistol. I got it to my head, and I'm literally, I mean, a millisecond from picking it up, and I just had a breakdown, and I just cried and I put the pistol down and I just cried out to God. I'll never forget the conversation. He's just, I said, God, if you're real, I said, if you really are who you freaking say you are, you know, if everything about you I've ever heard is real, I said, save me. I said, because man, if you save me, I will do whatever you ask me. I said, I don't know what a Christian looks like. I don't know what to do. I don't even know really what's in that book. I said, but I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, cried out to God. And the next day, um, a guy called me, not by coincidence, but he just said, hey, Bill, I've been praying for you. You know, why don't you go to this Promise Keeper seminar? And um, it was in Dallas, uh, Texas, in October of 2000, um, what was this, 2006. And uh, me and that night gave my, my heart to the Lord. And, uh, man, I never looked back. And I, I told God, I just said, okay. I said, you answered me. Drugs, I'm, I'm done with them. I said, I'm, I'm done sleeping around. I'm done um, partying. I'm just done doing all that life, you know. And I was uh, dating, actually, a couple of girls at the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, there was one girl that I was dating. Her name was Julie, my wife now. And um, there was just something about her, man, that man, I, I loved. She was just fine was the first thing, you know. <laughs> she just yeah. she looks awesome. Um, but there was just something about her. And um, I called her up. And I said, hey, look, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I said, um, I, I'm not, I gave my, my heart to Jesus. Yeah, you know, I was kind of embarrassed about it. I was mm-hmm. like, I just gave my heart to Jesus. I mean, what do you think about this? She's like, oh, okay. Mm. Sure, she's thinking like, what a weirdo, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But yeah. um, I said, um, you know, if you want to be with me, I said, if you don't, I don't, I don't want to go out anymore. I don't want to drink. And you know, if you want to do that, and I said, I'd love to try it out with you. She's like, sure. She's like, let's give it a shot. So, you know, I'm completely with her, you yeah. know, I mean, it went from a very worldly relationship to, you know, her, her just doing that. And man, I got a good job, a good oil and gas job. Um, I'd started getting in God's word and just praying and I mean, people think I'm weird. You know, that people think I got the Jesus kid. Yeah. I mean, everybody you know? thinks that, especially yeah. when they know someone's been through something yes, rough. Yes. Like, like someone getting out of prison or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, everybody's kind of worried about me. I started calling some military friends are making fun of me. Like, you know, they don't know yeah. what to think, you know, right. I mean, just here I am this Bible thumper now. Um, and I didn't know, so I just started reading. I mean, I was just reading God's Word, reading God's Word. I was just hungry. I wanted to know more. I started, you know, watching movies about them, and um, I wanted to know more, you know. Um, me and Julie are dating, and um, still at my sister's house, we had a little shed back there that we'd all work out at. I'd moved away at this point to kind of get away from that environment. But um, I had a little gym in the back, and when I came home, I remember asking Jody do you want me to make this a bar or a gym? She's like, well, man, I think we can benefit a lot more from her gym. So <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, I was drinking back there with the guys partying. And after I gave my life to the Lord, I'm like, guys, we're not going to drink anymore. I was like, we're going to just read the Bible. They're like a little weird build. They're like, but okay, we'll do it. So it started there at 2340. That's just this gym that had went from getting high, mm-hmm. bench pressing to, you know, doing a devotion, listening to Christian music. And everybody was cool with it you know they're just like okay Bill let's give it a shot so uh, Julie ends up giving her life to the Lord we get married Um, she's a labor and delivery nurse we have a little girl um, traveling all over the world doing mission trips and making great money um, working oil and gas I mean we're giving we're tithing like man life is good DJ it's good not only is it good but I had gotten re-recruited back into the um, army um, to be a part-time drill sergeant they're like look will you please get back in and they said, we'll give you this bonus of $25,000 right now. And, um, you know, kind of guilted me in there, just said, you know, you've been deployed so much and you have so much experience. Please come help us. They're like, because these kids have no clue. Yeah. And there's nobody. And um, I said, okay, I'll do it. I prayed about it and, and went and did it. And, um, man, had 10 years, you know, went from six. And, you know, I got out officially in 2016. But, you know, doing that, oil and gas, and just life is so good. Life is so good. And, um, 
got my daughter, um, and then the Haynesville show happens here. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of I people here. Yeah, went through. Uh, yep. So um, everything kind of changed after that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really hard to get a job, and to get so used to making that good oil and gas money, man, it's just like, wow. You know, so I don't know what what to do. You know, I'm I'm praying, and I mean, we basically lose almost everything that we have we had gotten you know my wife nice things and um we had a house in rosedale had nice cars and i mean it just dries up it just dries up and god i I keep having these these dreams and feel like god is calling me to do this gym because now we're married we're at rosedale there's so many people coming and working out every day at 5 30 because that was the only stipulation. It's for your me house. Got, I mean, everybody so this all started there. in the shed yeah, and it goes to the garage. Yes, now okay. it's my garage. And there's like tons of people coming. Um, I mean, tons. And, um, you know, the homeowners association is like, no more working <laughs> out. Like, you can't. You're blocking streets. So God was telling me, like, I want you to do this gym. Mm-hmm. I want you to do this gym. And, man, I kept saying, this is crazy, dude. There's no way. There's no way I'm going to uh, do a gym. And, man, God stripped me of everything. God said, okay, Bill, here we go. And I'll never forget it. I mean, I'm, I'm miserable. Um, I can't find a job. I've applied for like 100 different jobs. I'm showing my wife. I just said, this is comical. I said, I think God wants me to do this gym, Julie. I was like, I really do. I, I think he wants me to do a free Christian gym. And she's like, well, let's pray about it. And, you know, I kind of spoke to my pastor at the time. He laughed in my face. He's yeah. like, that's crazy. And my family that I love so much, they're just like, Bill, you've done so good. They're like, we just don't want you to go back to, you know, you're drinking. If you start a free gym, it's just, you know, they're like, it's not going to work, man, a free Christian gym. So um, I, I just I just got on my hands and knees. I can't pay my mortgage. And um, I'm taking my daughter to uh, preschool one morning. And, um, man, I just cry out to God, and I'm frustrated. I'm like, God, is this the gym you want me to do? I was like, is this what you want me to do? I said, you got to show me, and you got to show me today, okay, because he's taking everything. Um, and right when I prayed that, I pulled up a, a, a sermon I'd listened to a while back um, from my ex-pastor, Chad Grayson, and he had uh, preached a sermon on Revelation 4.8, and it says, uh, Behold, I know your works. Before, before I... Uh, Behold, I know your works, and I know you've been faithful. Behold, I've set an open door before you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I listened to that. I was like, okay, God, you know, if Christ fit Jim's open door, show me. I take my daughter to the um, preschool that morning. They put up a brand new poster, and it said, Revelation 4.8. It said, Behold, God has set before you Man. an open door. Yeah. And I just said, okay. I said, it's in. I talked to my wife. My wife's like, let's do it. She's all in. And I told her, I said, Jules, we're, gonna, we're probably going to lose a lot. We're going to have to, you know, downgrade everything and just go backwards. I said, are you cool with that? She's like, this is what God wants us to do. And, I mean, she was about it. Yeah. So it was me and her. That's it. And everybody's like, oh, my gosh. Um, and <laughs> now yeah, Are we good on time? I mean, no, we're good, okay, man. We're so, good. Um, man, we're committed. I go to a bank. Um, I get a loan because um, I'm a, a veteran. A Patriot Loan Express Act is to help veterans start businesses. So I took out a loan to start out a Christian gym, right. you know, and um, that's how we made it. And, and I look back now and it was just God just stripped us because I can never say I did it. Mm-hmm. The only thing I did was just finally said, OK, and basically God pushed me off a, a, a ledge to do it. So um, it's the, the first month of the gym. Um, we found a place um, and this guy. He's um, I'm, I'm getting ready to 
you know, move in and, and rent the building, um, I'm motivated. I'm, I'm ready. This is where we're going to be. And the guy's like, well, what are you planning on putting in here, Bill? I said, a free Christian gym. And he laughs in my face. Mm-hmm. He said, son, that'll never work. He goes, tell me why. He goes, I should give you a free Christian gym. He goes, tell me why I should let you build here for a free Christian gym. And I stuck out my hand and I said, because God is for me. And um, he said, okay. He goes, I want $2,500 up front. And he goes, um, is your deposit? He goes, you better never be late on the payment. And I said, I will never be late on the payment. All right, so $2,500, okay. Um, start the gym. Uh, had about all the equipment, the build out. I mean, I'm broke. Yeah. I'm broke all over again. All and right. this starts is like, because is it just like, so what type of gym does it start is? It's just small, maybe like two little buildings, 2,000 square feet, you know, Nobody had ever donated to the gym before. Right. I'd never been working out in my house for free, yeah. drinking all my stuff out of my refrigerator <laughs> and using my, my, you know, they'd be like, I'm put a load in, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like just a whole bunch of freeloaders, uh-huh. but, I mean, but loved it. Um, so they weren't used to donating. And I mean, it was a lot of younger guys. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a phone call the first month and it was um, a friend's mom. Her name's Cindy. And she says, Bill, hey, look, I heard what you're doing. You know, hey, fantastic. We want to get behind it and support it. She goes, uh, David, is one of my best friends, she goes, he's going through a hard time with meth. You know, can you bring him in? And, um, you know, just let him work there. She's like, well, we'll pay him to work there. She's right. like, but just wanted to be around you. And I said, okay. So David um, comes there and he's like, Bill, this Jesus stuff ain't for me. And I'm like, that's cool. You know, and as a Christian, I've never wanted to be one of those real pushy Christians. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's that's when people would be like, hey, do you believe in Jesus? Because if you're not, you're going to go to hell. Mm-hmm. Like, I just turned around. I was just like, who do you think you're talking? You know exactly, what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I, I, um, I wanted to be different. You know what I'm saying? I, that's not the way, you know, that that God has called me to share the gospel, you know. And um, the way I define the gospel is uh, John 14, 6. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody comes to the Father except through the Son. So, like, I'm about I've built everything, you know, and this is part of the deal that I made with God is just, you'll do anything. This is the gym I want you to do. And I was all in, man. I was all in. I was broke. I mean, okay, God, here I am. I'm going to be a man of this deal. And um, it's the last day of the month. The gym, it just sucks, dude. Like, you know, people are coming. Nobody's donating No one's donating. They're just showing up. Yeah, just showing up, man. And I didn't want to be, like, prideful, you know, be like, I mean, I'm just, I don't know what to do. Like, and I told God, I'm like, God, I'll do this gym, but I don't want to beg for money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was just like, I'll do it, God. I said, but just, you're going to have to pay for it, yeah. you know? Um, and it's the last day of the month, and, man, I'll have 2500 bucks, And I owe this guy rent in like six hours, and I'm panicking, man, and I'm I'm panicking. So I called David in my office. I said, David, look, I, I know. I said, but, man, I need you to pray with me. I said, dude, um, I, I got myself a situation here. So I grabbed his hand and I prayed. And, man, I wore God out, DJ. I'll never forget <laughs> it. I'm just like, God, I've done everything that you've ever asked me to. I said, I kept my end of the bargain. I said, I've tied my money every red cent. I've put everything in this. I said, I've sold cars. I've been committed. I was like, where are you? I was like, where are you? And, uh, man, I know I was cussing in this prayer too, yeah. man, just mad. And um, I said, amen. And. You know, David is just like, oh, my gosh, dude, Billy's going off his rocker. You know what I'm saying? And um, there's a guy standing right there at my office door, and he's holding a check. And he said, Bill, I um, I wanted to give this to you. This is what God put on my heart to give to you. And guess how much the check was for? $2,500. $2, Man, it gives me chill bumps. And um, 
and here's the deal, man. And this is where God just put me in check mode. Yeah. This, this is God wears me out, and He, in Isaiah 66, it says, you know, God's ways are not our ways, and His thoughts are not our thoughts. Um, so what happened was David had seen a miracle, mm-hmm. and he just, Bill, I want you to baptize me. I want you to uh, right there. I want I want to give my life to Jesus right there. And he had seen a miracle, and, and he wasn't God, about it at first. Oh, no, gosh, he was just there no, at work. No, no yeah. he was not. And Man, and just him seeing that, he's just like, and that's what God was saying. He's just like, Bill, don't ever question me. And DJ, I've been doing this gym now um, really since full time since 2012. And man, I have so many stories, so many stories of people coming to the gym and, um, you know, just talking about how it's changed their life. And it's not me, it's the gospel, you know, and, and the word says that. God's word is alive, it's active, and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. Mm-hmm. If it was not real, I would never waste my time doing what I'm doing, but I believe in it with all my heart. You know, I've reached out to all my military buddies. I have, man, it's just, it's amazing how big the gym has gotten. Um, when we first moved in the initial spot, um, the first month we're working out there, and it was me and my brother, and he was uh, saying, Bill, you know, what if, what if in, you know, 20 years when you retire, 30 years, if you get to rent out this whole build and I was like Burn, that's a big dream dude yeah you know and four years later we're out you know and we're building you know we had got land and people are donating and I mean this thing just blows up dude it just blows up so when we move out and we get a bigger building you know here me and my wife are again you know um, she's working full time and I said Julie to build us building you know we're gonna have to take out like a jumbo loan I was like we can't have any debt you know what do you want to do? She's like, let's do it. So we went backwards. We sold our house again, did all of our cars, you know, worked up hard and um, we moved in the new building and it's just super expensive. DJ, I mean, you've been yeah, here yeah. and um, my wife is working. I'm working more than ever. And I had to get out of the, the army now, you know, after 16 years, just because I was on another deployment and just couldn't handle it, you know? Um, but I got out, had a wonderful military career and, um, but I'm there at the gym, and it's just so hard, DJ. It's just so hard to make the ends meet. So I started praying. I'm just like, God, you know, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom to grow this thing. So we uh, started a thrift store. Um, my sister runs a thrift store, so it's a it's outside the gym, and it ties to the gym. Uh, thrift store blows up. All right, then we started moving company, and um, you know, started moving company, and it gives to the gym. Um, we started. Uh, fruits of spirit and I'm letting all my family work like I'm calling in my family from everywhere I'm like guys come on man I think I've got this thing figured out but um, so I started to create these businesses and they're multiple businesses um, and they all do that and it's and it's what my vision is is you know create jobs and every one of them are built on Jesus you know every one of them gives and uh, last year I was doing the numbers and all these businesses were able to give the gym over $200,000 which is just incredible that's insane yeah so um, that's the, the drive behind it um, ever since we started the gym now we have our own location we're constantly expanding constantly um, you know doing more um, and we have one in Oklahoma and we want to do more gyms um, and it's uh, me and God has been faithful you know, but every month DJ is just like the first yeah. month there. You know, we grow and people, you know, see what God has done, but it becomes contagious. You know, people see and they're just like, Man, if God can do this for Billy, he can do it for anybody. I mean, it's a it's an amazing business model what you have, but I mean what what just hearing the entire 
because I didn't know, and that's why I definitely wanted to yeah. talk to you about it because we haven't, we don't ever have much time yeah. other than seeing each other at the yeah. gym working out and getting to know how this all developed. Because this, I mean, and what you said earlier about not being you know a christian who's one of those people like where if you don't you know do this and you're going to hell or whatever mm-hmm. you've you've lived on both sides of the fence mm-hmm. so that makes it a little you know i just feel like you're a better mentor in you know any type of word right. than someone who's just only heard it but never really lived in Absolutely. any kind of you know and I, I tension or you know yes, anything i love me like my my whole family has my sisters you know, we've been in trouble. We've yeah. been there. And when people come and work out um, and they work at the gym, I'm like, man, felonies. Like, let me know. Cause well, that's, I can hire that's another, well, that's another thing I want to bring up, too. You have been amazing at high, and giving every single person yes. a chance. Let's yes. talk about that because you you employ, I mean, from letting, um, you know, special needs kids come yes. help and work at the gym, you yeah. know, from schools around here to, to you know, people who have been convicted felons come and, you yeah. know, rebuild their lives, yes. you know. And all while you're taking that gamble on them, yeah, you know? yeah. And it's uh, and I believe in what Jesus has done in mm-hmm. my life, and I can give them good jobs. And I don't want to, you know, we've become very successful, and um, I want to pay people really good. I want to give good jobs. I want people, and I don't expect every employee to know Jesus when they come. There's a lot of people that don't know Jesus. Now, the heads of my department, you know, are godly people. Like my sister does a devotion mm-hmm. every morning. The Recycle Boys, you know, they do a devotion every morning. That's part of when you work here. You know, we're going to pray together. Um, we're going um, you know, to honor Christ as we work. And, um, and and that's the mission. Now, with that comes a, a lot. You know, I love doing what I do. Um, man, I get to uh, meet thousands of people. I get yeah. to tell thousands of people about Jesus. And, um, man, God has just called me to throw the seed. He said, Bill, if you just throw the seed, I'll do the work. And um, he's brought the finances in, you know, like God has supplied everything. And I don't have anything that nobody else has. I just have a little bit of faith, you know, and I have a wonderful family and I have a wonderful wife that stand behind me because sometimes DJ just last week, I'm, you know, me and my wife are home and every night I go home, I take a bubble bath and she'll sit there beside (laughs) me and she'll talk to me. And I just said, is it worth it? You know, it's, it's. You know, is all the money that we put out towards other missions, and we support Oklahoma because it's brand new. You know, and I'm just like, is it worth it, Jules? We could do a lot of things, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it is. I mean, if one soul has been won for for Christ, man, it's worth it. And I, me and my wife, um, and my family, we're going to keep doing this. We'll go bankrupt if we have to, but God um, is going to continue to bless it, man. And He just, it's amazing. It is. It really is. And, you know, just seeing it from the outside looking in and, you know, since I've been working out there and like the one thing I will say that this is like I had no idea what to expect when my wife was like, hey, this is where I work out at. You want to come here? And I was like, well, this is interesting because yeah. I've been the guy who's, I mean, <laughs> fought MMA for the past 10 years, I've been in boxing gyms and, you know, just going to the regular gym, working out with a bunch of douchebags, you know, yeah, yeah, talking yeah. crap to each other. Yeah. And I immediately walk in there. I was like, well, immediately it's not like um, first off. There's absolutely, there's no negativity, nowhere in the room. Mm-hmm. There's no negativity. Like the, the entire experience is always positive, from the person over there in the corner just curling away, mm-hmm. all the way over here to someone doing this wide about to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Everything is so positive, and it's just like I was like, man, this is something so something so powerful here. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just been crazy to experience that. And then, what do you say to the people like to say, well, those just guys, those are, it's like. 
it's like a cult over there, you know, because right, I know right. you get that. Oh, I get I've that heard all it, the time. I didn't know you, but I've heard of the gym before, and until I went there, I didn't. It's just like anything else. It's, you don't know until you right, go, right? Right, So, and one thing that I, I heard a sermon one time, and this is what I've always kind of wanted to be like, like, people should want what I have. Mm-hmm. People should see the joy in my life. They should see the way that I handle situations, because people see me all the time. I mean, I'm an open door. I'm an open book up there. Um, you know, I, I pour out my blood, my sweat, tears, everything for the ministry. Um, but I want people to, to see that there's something different within me. And when they ask me, um, the Bible says, always be prepared to give a hope. You know, and I'm just like, man, it's Jesus. The, the solution is Jesus. So, um, you know, a lot of people, they come there and they don't know what to expect. Right. I just, I tell a lot of people, man, if they're a competitor, if they are a competitive person, um, they're going to come here. It's going to be nothing what they expected, you know. And um, if I can get somebody through the doors, I mean, they're going to come back. Yeah. They're going to come back. And the only thing that kind of scares a lot of people is the workouts are so crazy. <laughs> but they don't know they can do whatever they want yeah. to do. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Well, what? why CrossFit? What did, when did you get into that? Well, um, when we got into the gym, I just wanted to be like a basic gym. Mm-hmm. But as a gym, you know, owner, um, you have to figure out. What people are coming to, you know, um, what um, you know, Pilates. You have to be very adaptive, right? Especially in having a free, you know, free yeah, especially gym. I mean, trying to just free make gym, it, yeah, just to make it. So, um, and one of the good things too about financially now is now we have all these other businesses. Mm-hmm. It takes a little bit of a, you know, a, a financial strain off me and my wife, and you know, especially now doing Oklahoma. But it's always going to be there. You know, there's always going to be, you know, those months of just praying and, mm-hmm. and getting after it and dealing with people. Um, but yeah, a huge part of our ministry is probably the people that we hire and the people that we give chances to. Yeah. What about? Uh, let's talk about the crosswalk because that's something you're super right. passionate about, and that I heard you guys talking about here recently. How does that work? Why are you doing that? And like, what's the, the formation of all that? Right. So um, the first year that we did Christ Fit Gym, um, it was me and David. This is after the the, the you know David saw the miracle, right. and I'm so pumped up. I'm like, God. I want to do something good for you. You know what I'm saying? I want to do something that honors you. Now, um, the thing about Jesus is, you know, you, don't, you know, our works are not salvation-based, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, the criminal on the cross, there's two criminals on the cross, and one is, like, making fun of Jesus, and the other criminal said, hey, dude, we deserve to be here, yeah. but he's, he's innocent. Mm-hmm. And the criminal said, Jesus, will you remember me? And Jesus says, you will be with me today in paradise. So all the criminal did was admit that he was God and admitted that he was there, you know, and that's it, you know. So when I kneel before Jesus or when I go to, to heaven and I kneel before the Lord, man, he's going to see this, the, the son's blood on me. That's mm-hmm. it. I, 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 you know, I can't get to the Christ. I can't get to heaven by doing a Christ fit gym. Right. You know, it's about knowing the Lord and, and having a relationship with them. And man, I have a healthy relationship I think with, with the Lord because I need him so much um, you know I'm not being you know I'm not running around with my, my wife I want to be very obedient not perfect God doesn't want me to be perfect but I try to be as obedient and do what God tells me to do to give and uh, man, just to love people the best way that I know how mm-hmm. um, and God has just rewarded us richly for that well like so for the the crosswalk thing though like how long is yes that it's game? 100 miles okay so go in there yeah yeah i'm sorry i was chasing rabbits but uh <laughs> so we do the crosswalk it's 100 miles yeah. and um it 
takes about two days and me and David did it and it just crushed us man there was an ice storm that came that night David wore like a Air Force One Jordans or something like that he's bleeding through his feet and we get to a gas station it's 34 miles in and uh man we um, are just crying David can't go on I'm frozen and I just started praying I just said God you know I had social media and I just put something on Facebook I'm like man help please man people came they got the, the Facebook post they came in they said Billy get in the car and man they took the cross and we finished it you know we were able to help for 100 miles so we've been doing that every year um, how long has it been now it has been 12 uh, let me see uh, this over 10 times but we okay. do it different places we do one in Oklahoma right. we do them in Idaho and how so much we, does that thing weigh uh, man the cross probably weighs about 30 pounds the okay. one we have here so now. carrying it 30 pounds for 100, 100 miles, miles yes why, why 100 miles because it, it it's one of those things where man it's just hard yeah you know, it's very hard and <laughs> I mean 34 miles is hard. hard yeah so it's it just man takes you to a place you know what I'm saying like I, I love it it's one of my favorite times of the year because that night it gets silent. You get to talk to people. You get to pray. And it's just one of those things where, God, you know, this is what I want to do to honor you. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's not about me. It's not about the gym. But there's so many stories of people who saw the cross. You know, for one instance, two years ago, I got a lady. We walked by a funeral home in the evening. And um, the son is, is, you know, battling with the Lord. And he's just like, God, if you're real, show me. He's like, show me. He walks out of this church uh, by the in Houghton, where the big hill is. Yeah. And he sees, you know, all these people carrying a cross. And um, the mom find out who it was. And she called me up. And she was just like, you have no clue. She goes, well, let me tell you something. She goes, my son cried out to Jesus. She goes, um, his dad had died. He was in a dark place, cried out to Jesus. And she said, at that very time, she saw you and like 50 other people come with a cross over the hill so it's stuff like that it's just like that's why we do it you know uh, people just seeing man that the cross is just it's just not a shirt to me you know what I'm saying I mean it's it's everything to me what would you say like and I wanted to bring it back to real quick so what you're talking about when you were dealing way back when you were talking about dealing with um, thoughts of th- suicide and what yeah. you've been through uh-huh. what would you say to anybody who's going through like PTSD or people who right. served who've done horrible things right. and having a tough time dealing right. with those. Yeah. Like, and, and maybe they're initially off put it by, you know, going directly to religion. Like, you yeah. know, maybe they're just trying to ease into, like, what would you be their, what would be your guidance okay. for you? Man, it is so hard because veterans, man. Well, that, I know it's a really, really tough thing. Oh, man. You know, and like uh, BFW, like, come on up here and drink. Let's have, you right. know what I'm saying? I mean, what does that really help? That's the right. last thing that they should be doing is drinking. So, um, man, I like to hire veterans because mm-hmm. here's the deal. Man, if I can get a veteran to work and I can pay him pretty good, man, he's going to change. You know what I'm saying? He's going to see, you know, what that something's different. If I can just get him in the environment. But it's, um, I got tired of getting beat. You know, I, I don't, I like to win. Yeah. I cannot stand getting beat. And man, this, these, these emotions and the dreams, I was just getting beat up, man. I'm like, man, why? Like, people have killed people for since the beginning of time. Like, yeah. why yeah. Why am I having such a hard time? Like, I'm a man. Like, God, take this from me. And I just remember when I gave my, my heart to Christ, it was just like, I'm not going to ask questions anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I said all these questions that, you know, because before 
I gave my heart to the Lord. I was like, man, God's real. I'm going to have a little man-to-man talk with them. Mm-hmm. But when I gave my heart to him, I just said, I'm not going to have any more questions. Like, I'm going to give you all this crap and just, I'm going to just give it to you. And he took it. And the scriptures say, you know, cast your sins. You know, Jesus takes your sins and he casts them as far as the east is from the west. And he's just like, Bill, I got this, you know, and, and that's it, man. I quit drinking and I just had faith to give it. And um, that's the deal, man, with veterans. The the only thing that truly can, can help is the last thing that they want to do. And that's a relationship with Christ. And trust me, we were the ones like making fun of Christians. You know what right. I'm saying? No, like, I mean, I know. I mean, I know. A lot of people, <laughs> yes, you know? And yeah. So like to see that and, you know, all those people that are still struggling with, the, you know, all these demons, you know. Yeah. And that's the last thing they want to hear. Here, man, they just, and that's, that's it. They're just like, Bill, what else? And I'm like, man, it's just, here's a Bible. I'll get them a Bible with their name on it and just read it. And um and praying and mm-hmm. praying, praying, praying. And man, my my unit and the cool thing about my unit was it's like built with just like the baddest dudes. Mm-hmm. Like for they, they pumped us full of just patriots for for Afghanistan. So we, they built a special unit. My unit was real small, but they said all these hardcore dudes there. And um these are guys that just signed up to fight, you know, just battle hardened dudes and being out of that whole group. You know, there's not many left, but the ones that are left now are pastors. They're preachers, really? you know. Um, and it started because I, I gave them a call, right. you know, and they made fun of me. And they saw, they came here, and I'm like, hey, come here and see. And they're like, oh, my gosh, man, like, this is real. Um, one of them's a pastor now. Oh, actually, two of them are a pastor, and one of them's um, a solid Christian up in um, Pittsburgh. Well, did you think, did you get everything out of what you thought it was going to be whenever you were full, you know, fully engaged and said I'm gonna you know I want to go to the military I want to you know I want to fight you're you know 18 years old yeah. like did you get everything out of it you think you wanted it absolutely more? No, absolutely I mean I look back now and man God had a plan for me and um like I have very little sympathy with people you know I'm the same saying? I'm the same way no I'm man, the same way and it's just like everyone's got their yeah I mean like hey here's how I fixed it you know and they keep going down the wrong road mm-hmm. and they keep running back to drugs and alcohol and it doesn't help anything. So um, I, I do. I ask God, like, God, give me an understanding heart. But there just comes a point where it's just like, here's what it is. You know what I'm saying? This is what you need and this is what works. And I, it has a 100% success rate. Um, and it takes a people for a while because people are very hesitant when they first meet me and they'll ask all kinds of people, like, who is this dude? And I'm just, man, I'm just that guy that loves Jesus, you know? Yeah. Um, and that just my family... You know, I got saved, and then my whole family got saved. Mm-hmm. We've just been called to do His work, and it's nasty, it's gritty. Like I love it. It is just we work with just the worst of the worst felons. Like man, I love it though. Yeah. It's just fun. I get to work out all the time, um, and I get to to make a difference. I get to tell people about the Lord. I get to help people out by giving them jobs, man. So not only that, you you not only are you you know doing this mission through this gym running all these other businesses but you show up to the gym every day and work out most people once they get into that business they're just a business owner and they're not so much you know that yeah. active anymore yeah. you know you're still in there and usually beating everybody too yeah so I mean I'm in there but man and too like I like to get out and I do recycling yeah. we have a recycling yeah. business I like that so uh, my first job man is is going to be at that gym that's yeah. what I love that's what God has called me to do and man different parts of the family we work together and we understand the mission like my family we understand the mission the mission is christ fit gym yeah. we support the gym we're going to work hard um because every ministry my sister 
you know, run to the thrift store and we're able to help out people that don't have clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like we get to do wonderful things. And y'all, and that thing, I didn't realize that thing is so massive. Just just talking to how many people oh, use they donate yeah. to that mm-hmm. thing, like in and how many people shop there is that is huge. Oh, it's massive. Yeah. So she has such a huge heart. And then you got the recycling company, you know, getting to put crosses on the cans. And I mean, it was funny. Um, there's two um, lesbians that that you know are recycle customers yeah. with us and. Um, they went to go pick up their cans to my workers and um, one of the workers is just like man you know these two girls are lesbians and they love Billy mm-hmm. and they're like why and one of the guys is just like well Billy truly does what Christ wants us to do and, and what does that look like so um, you know is homosexuality a sin yes is adultery a sin yes okay um my struggle is being a man. I mean, I see a nice girl. What are you going to do? You're going to have, you know, right. immoral uh, thoughts. thoughts about yeah. her. Yeah. Okay. But it's about dying to self. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, of loving people and just saying, hey, look, I'm going to die to self and I'm going to be, you have to make a, 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 a commitment each day. You have to make a commitment that, man, I'm going to love Jesus. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to go back to drugs. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be faithful to my wife. So it's every day of just getting on my knees and needing God. It's 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 insane because when we first started, and I hate to, to go back to money, but when we first started the gym, it was like a $2,000 budget. Now to keep everything rolling, you need like $300,000 a month. And That's, a majority of yeah. it is just, um, but you've got 100 employees. Right, you know, exactly. You've got you know, all these different businesses. But um, I've been there so many times, and I just, I just pray. Man, I just pray all the time, just like, God, I need you. This is what I need. And um, something about God's love I'll never forget is when I was um, younger um, and I just had my daughter, Avery. She was a year old and I was laying in bed with her and I was just looking at her. And I was just thanking God. I'm just like, God, man, I'm just such a dirtbag. Like, you gave me a beautiful wife. You gave me a beautiful daughter. Like, you've given me this wonderful, you know, jaw. I just said, you've been so good to me. And um, I remember looking at my daughter and, and thinking like how much I love my daughter. I was just like, man, it doesn't matter what Avery Joe does, man. She's always going to be my daughter. You know, that's my daughter. I'm going to love her no matter what she does. Mm-hmm. And then God just kind of spoke to me and he just said, Bill, the, the love you have for your daughter doesn't come close, you know, uh, for the love that I have for you. And I feel loved, you know, by the father. And I feel confident, you know. I, I think that's what the world is today is, is man, we just need men. What does a real man look like? I, I thought a real man used to look like what I did in the military. Right, yeah. You know, and I would still go out and do, I, I don't regret anything I did in the military. It made me the man I am today, and if I had to put back on the uniform, um, I would defend this country. I'd die for this country. and I. But more importantly, I would live for my faith and I'd die for my faith, you know. Um, I believe that we still live in a great country. I still believe uh, me and God is in control, and and uh, man, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for the future. I'm hopeful for what the gym and what kind of impact we can make. Yeah, there's still hope for sure. I mean, I think that you know we every, we're always in a bad way somehow. You know? yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Whether absolutely. it's you know one scenario or another, we're always in a bad way, and we yeah. seem to always overcome it together. Yeah. You know? um, well, man, that's been a lot, <laughs> and I'm so glad you took the time to give me that information and share this to you know everyone who listens to this or watches yeah. this too. Um, Man, any last words? Anything? Anything you want to add? I mean, you. I yeah. Like, I feel like I don't need to ask you any questions. You pretty much answered all of mine. Yeah. Um, man, I'm always. You know, I, I think 
one of the hard things about the gym now is, is people will look and um, I've learned, you know, that people become very jealous and envious, you know, they don't understand. Yeah. And God has been so good to my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we, we deal with a lot of just people don't fi- they can't figure it out. You well, know most people don't. Most people are. First off, there's always going to be those people because they're on the outside looking uh-huh. in. Right. Uh-huh. And they have no idea what you've gone through yeah, to get there. Yeah. All they see is the person on top. They don't see the struggle oh, all the way gosh. up. And the struggle all the way up is the only way to appreciate the position on top, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yep. So, and, and that's, you know, one of the things that we have to deal with is just, um, you know, people are watching us. I tell my female all the time, like, yeah. we're just living a, um, we live in a glass house, but um, again, man, there's nothing else I'd, I'd rather be doing. I, I wake up every day, I have drive and a desire just to keep doing it, yeah. you know, and I'm going to keep doing it until, man, God, calls me home or tells me to do something else and we have competitions coming up oh tons yes yes so wad gods i'm hoping uh, to be we got uh man we got tons of stuff this year we got open. Uh, the open we wad got wad gods we got uh beast races spartan races gonna be so you, are you gonna do spartan yes yes so we're talking about doing i definitely want to get with you on that for yeah sure because all, i yeah. always wanted to do one and i was talking to megan about i was like we definitely gotta do the spartan i yeah. think there's one coming up in arlington yes yes yeah yeah that's so awesome i'm yeah. down i mean i ain't on that for sure we'll, we'll do it yeah we'll get that together soon but man it's been it's been awesome i wish we had some more time today i'm about to have to wrap it up but it's been really great to you know get to know you yeah. outside of the you know actual gym. gym yeah 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 well, man, I appreciate your well, time. Well, thank today. you, man. Anytime yes, you need anything, DJ, let me know, man. All right, Appreciate man. you, bro. Thanks.